In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So our readings today are um, important readings as they, as they really seek to um, address defilement versus sin as well as, as well as identity. Because it's important um, when, we're, when we're talking about the Pharisees and, and what they're saying to Jesus to begin with, to understand that much of what the Pharisees are, are talking about is, is really an identity of who the people of Israel are, um, how they are uh, living, supposedly set apart from everybody else around them, especially uh, the Romans and all those other heathens, right? And so they, they've created a, a whole bunch of things um, which, which go to, to basically separate themselves um, as, as holy people of God, um, of, of those who worship the Lord. And so when they, when they ask this question of Jesus, why are your disciples eating with defiled hands? Um, they're, they're basically, one of the things they're saying is, why are you not living into this, into this identity of who we are? But also Jesus sort of then now has an opportunity to call out the, the corruption and distortion um, that's taking place. And, and primarily the difference between um, defilement and, and sin, um, which, is, which is sort of a blurry line anyway, because there's things that defile you um, that don't necessarily, uh, that, that, aren't necessarily, that aren't necessarily sinful. The defilement is, is, means you're sort of not pure, not unblemished enough to, to, to draw near to God. Right, so um, in in the law, I know most of you read Leviticus this morning before you came here, but there's a whole bunch of things, right, that that basically says you're you know you're you're not worthy enough, you know, women with their menstrual cycle and touching dead bodies and and all of these other these other jobs is one of the reasons that shepherds were sort of looked down upon because shepherds were always going to be defiled. Right. They're they're never going to be ritually pure because they're always in contact with dead animals and they're always in dealing with this and that. And so they're just they're just always in ritual defilement. Um, and 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 these are just things that that are that that cause you not to be holy enough to draw near to God. But they're not sinful. Right. Having your having um, your menstrual cycle isn't, isn't sinful. Even touching a dead body isn't sinful. And there's a whole bunch of other things that aren't sinful. Um, but then, then the lines become blurred, right, between why, why are you being in this defiled state? Obviously, there's something wrong with you, right? I mean, this is, this is what kind of happens. And Jesus says real quick, right, well, he does. We didn't. We didn't read it because for some reason we keep eliminating these these passages. Um, but Jesus says, you know, you're hypocrites. You know, you you teach the doctrines of men, but you forget about the commandments of God. And the example that he gives is of of um, 
this this practice called korban, which is you get to uh, basically set aside your wealth, your money as something that you're going to give to the to the temple and dedicate to God. So it's like it's like you've decided you're going to leave your inheritance to Saint Matthias. And so you've come to me and said, I'm going to leave my inheritance as a memorial to St. Matthias. I said, that is so great. Thank you, Wayne, for being willing to do that. I appreciate it. But meanwhile, like your, your father and mother now are, are ill and sick and they need your money. You're like, sorry, I actually can't give you any of my money um, because I've decided to give it to the temple when I die, but I'll get to use it now while I'm alive. And so Jesus says, so you, you create this phony practice of Corbin, you found a loophole, basically, right, to not honor your father and mother. So you're not keeping the commandments of God, honor your father and mother, one of the big ones. Um, but you're going to worry about these little these little traditions over here. Um, Isaiah was right when he said, you're hypocrites. You honor me with your lips, but your practices are far from me, right? Your heart's far from me. And, and so we have here in, in this in this reading um, sort of three conversations. We have the conversation with with the Pharisees. So after after Jesus sort of slams the Pharisees a little bit, then he says to the whole crowd, he calls the whole crowd and he says, nothing that goes into a, a person defiles is what comes out from the heart that defiles a person. And that Jesus really is sort of setting up. Um, uh, the reality that when, when that um, defilement and sin may be really linked together, um, the lines are becoming less blurry, and we and we see this with Jesus anyway, right? Because we see this um, where where he he continuously takes these human practices that are that are meant to. Uh, separate right and and cast out and look down and um keep people from drawing near to god and he continues to to break those down this is when when the woman with the with the flow of blood touches him that's one of the things right he would have been unclean except that she became clean right when he goes to the samaritan woman at the well and is going to ask her for a drink that's defiling himself basically touching lepers and all these all these things that jesus does he's putting himself in in defilement um according according to the elders Uh, so he's breaking down these sort of outward defilements as far as things that keep us from god these these human traditions um and instead begin to say um, later to his disciples, which is the third conversation, because the disciples say, what are you talking about? Jesus says, are you so dull that you still don't understand anything, basically? Um, That it's, I don't don't want to miss any of these, so I'll get back to my Bible here. Uh, Right, It's, it's, it's what comes out of a person that makes them unclean. From within, out of their hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. It's the evil 
out of our hearts that makes us unclean. Um, and these are things that lead directly to, to sinful actions um, that lead us really away from God, not having um, unclean hands and not doing um, liturgical things improperly. Because let's face it, the church is a really good place to figure out exactly what are the things that you should do and you shouldn't do. Um, and that's just with with us, right? people here like do you do the sanctus bells right or you do this right or you do that right but um if you have ever if you could be a fly on the wall right at a clergy gathering right ken and just see why do you wear your stole this way or why do you do this or why do you do that or oh my god it'd drive you nuts or you'd be in laughter and hysterics that that um my mother is just telling me yesterday because it's it's hot right now, and all of their clergy are just wearing, they're not even wearing this, they're just wearing a, a shirt, clergy shirt with a stole, and they got like a text thread from other people who said, why are you doing this? Other priests who wear like full cassocks all the time, and they had to explain, I'm like, oh my gosh, clergy are like the worst. Um, but it's but it's true, we, are we, we set up these, these things that sort of identify who we are. And many of which are good, right? We come to the altar to receive the body and blood of Christ, but it's but there's a whole bunch of other things sometimes that can get wrapped up in that that seems like it's wrong and you're not really going to draw near to the grace and love of God because you did not do it the right way. You did not uh, touch the bread at the right time or cross yourself in the right moment or whatever it is. Jesus is quick to point out that the things that draw us from God are not all the outward trappings that we do. The things that draw us away from God that make us quote unquote unclean are the thoughts from within us that need to be pure. And, and this is what James is is talking about as well. Um, in the letter to James, which is, which is really like a, almost like New Testament Proverbs, really. It's sort of a general letter to the church that basically says, how do you be a godly community in a world that isn't godly, right? Um, how do you be a godly community in a world where people really are looking to persecute you? And, and, and it's, it's hard to continue to live and to strive in this. And he, and he says, Every good gift is is from God, right? Who does not change like shifting shadows. God is constant, and so when we when we have the love and grace and and heart of God, then we can we can live powerfully. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, and there's all these. All these sermons, really, right, on you've, you've probably all heard a sermon on each one of these things. Be slow to be angry, quick to listen, slow to speak. Don't listen to the word and deceive yourselves, but be here. Don't just be here as be doers of the word as well. Don't just be like a person who looks at their reflection in the mirror and then leaves and forgets what they look like. Keep a tight rein on your tongue, all of these. But but in reality here, even 
even James says, but if you want to know true religion, true religion is this. Care for your women, your widows and orphans and keep your heart pure. Right. Care for the least in that society. You can you can widows and orphans are always good, but it's but you can substitute that with whoever's the lowest of the low in your community who's in most need. Care for them and keep your heart pure. These, this is the true mark of identity. Um, so not wearing fancy clothes and not doing various uh, religious Christian type things of which we can name many um, things that supposedly identify us as being churchy. Our true identity comes from seeking to have a heart like God and the caring for those who are the least. Simple. Maybe not easy, but simple, right? I mean, that's... This is what it means to live a clean and undefiled life and to be in an undefiled state. Jesus has come to break down those barriers about who's clean and who's unclean. And in fact, the little, the little parentheses that we didn't read in this says, and thus Jesus made all foods clean. Basically, Jesus just said, all this other stuff that we've been worrying about for a long time, Forget about it. God has come to embrace everyone. God has come to break down the walls of, of things that are clean and unclean in food and in people and in, in everyday life. God has come to make you whole and to heal and to bring the spirit into your life in order to live a pure and blameless and holy life, seeking the love of God and seeking to serve God in all people, even in the least. This is the new command. This is the new charge. This is the new opportunity for us to be identified as God's people. So may we live uh, purely and fully into this identity of a people of God who live pure, blameless lives, being doers of the word and not hearers only, and caring for the least around us. Amen.